On today's episode, we are ranking dynasty wide receivers. We're going to do our top 12 individually and then our composite top 12 in the first part of a four-part series, ranking the top 12 in each position in dynasty fantasy football. I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. What's up? And Simon Denny. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. All right, let's get started. Let's go ahead and start with our trade scenario of the week. Simon, go ahead. Oh, yeah. All right, so this trade will be Team 1 getting Trevor Lawrence and Najee Harris, and Team 2 is going to be acquiring Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, the new... Oh, that's a a stack. I didn't even think about that. It is a stack. Yeah, now it's a brown stack. Although, like a a quarterback running back stack. Yeah, Yeah. that's not not a lot of a deal, but but you're right. You're getting points for touchdowns no matter what. It's true. Okay. Uh, initial thoughts on this one, Nathan. I'm conflicted, though the right answer is Deshaun and Nick Chubb. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking about this trade, and I'm like, this is fairly obvious for me. I'm I'm just going to take Deshaun and Nick Chubb every time. Uh, the main reason for that, you know, as far as Najee Harris's value, you can make an argument that Najee's overrated and not because he doesn't have the talent, but the situation that he's going to be in next year compared to the situation he was in with Ben Roethlisberger, it's not going to be anywhere near the same in terms of the amount of checkdowns he's receiving. And, and even a, you, you might see his carries decline. I don't know with Mitch Trubisky, it's going to be interesting to see what that Steelers offense looks like. So with him and Trevor Lawrence, who, you know, obviously he hasn't done anything yet and he's still a generational prospect for sure but at the same time like you know there's a there's more risk involved with trevor lawrence now because he came out his first year and kind of you know laid an egg so i think with that and then looking at deshaun watson being a top five uh dynasty quarterback again deshaun watson obviously going to the cleveland browns now he is a top five dynasty quarterback now uh with with him being the best player in that trade and and nick chubb um obviously being on an offense now that has a little bit more firepower uh i think i think the combination of that is going to lead me to take the top five quarterback not to mention in a super flex league like when you're looking at a trade like that and there's a top five qb in there anyways like it's kind of hard not to take that side unless the other side's just loaded and for me trevor lawrence and Najee doesn't doesn't do that for me so yeah I'm, I'm with you there yeah i think um the reason i was originally just thinking about it is again i am just excited to see what trevor lawrence is eventually going to do but at this point when it comes to value he is still the 2022 101 i don't think he's yeah, really anything greater than that because that's that's what he went for is that what i said you said 2022 i was, I was 2021 confused. he is the 2021 101 and he hasn't really right. changed from that high value at that point and deshaun watson is worth i don't even know how many firsts yeah, so uh, well <laughs> cleveland thought he was worth three yeah. firsts and six picks overall but and, for dynasty he's and worth, dynasty firsts are i mean it's just yeah anyway um yeah and then naji Again, not, none of us are really high on Najee. I don't love him. I like him more than Nick Chubb just because of his, just because of not not his age, um, but his youth when it comes to experience. Yeah. Um, and he has way less wear and tear than Nick Chubb does. And he's the sole. And he's the bell sole cow. bell cow running back in Pittsburgh. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I guess the more thought about it, the more you guys mentioned. I, I mean, Deshaun and Nick Chubb is. Pretty much the unquestioned right answer for this. Uh, Lawrence and Najee, if someone took that, 
I'm not going to kill you for doing it. You value just, wise, you've got to be mean, committed. Value wise, Lawrence, it's not like that's so. a far off like value trade. No. They have some. If you're looking at it in terms of startup picks, like that's actually yeah. fairly close. Najee is actually probably. I I would say Najee is maybe not double the value of Nick Chubb, but he's. Right. You think he's double the value uh, of Nick Chubb? Okay, so this is on Chubb's the Dynasty Nerds trade calculator right now. He's pretty much exactly double Nick, uh, Nick Chubb's value. Yeah. He is. Okay. And then we would say probably for now, Deshaun Watson is double the value of Trevor Lawrence. Even though people might think that Lawrence is worth more when it comes to what he's done yeah. versus what Trevor Lawrence has yet to do, that to me is double the value. If you're asking me if I'd pay twice so, as much to get Deshaun Watson, I probably would. So, yeah. yeah. Probably. I think we're, yeah. I, yeah. I think the differences there are are proportional. I get exactly yeah. what you're saying. So, See, I mean, sense. to me, this, this trade, I don't really care about the age difference between Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. So, no, no, I, no, I'm going to take the better matter. quarterback. I don't really care about age and quarterbacks at all. No. Yes, correct. Unless it's Tom Brady. Right. Yep, that's exactly Maybe. It. Yeah. Um, and then between Nick Chubb and Najee, if we're talking age, there's not that much of an age difference there anyways, believe it or not. It's like two years, like 24 and 26, right? Yeah. And um, I'll take the one who I think is in a better situation for the position of running back, which is Nick Chubb with his stellar offensive line and a great quarterback. So, yeah. Okay. I think we've got our consensus on that one. Yep. All right. So, uh, like I said, this week we're going to go in and we're going to do kind of a market check here on the wide receivers uh, in Dynasty. This is actually an interesting um, position group to start with because this is a this, it's changed a lot. This recently. has changed a lot even in the last week. Um, actually, yeah. the last week is what is what's shifted it up the most. Like, so we went through and updated our rankings uh, today. So yeah, yeah let, let's just mention real quick what just happened. The the big trade. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about receiver. that yet. Okay, yeah. so uh, big trade happening here. Uh, obviously, everybody knows about it, and obviously, you know, it's a dynasty rattling trade. But uh, the trade was uh, Tyreek Hill for a bunch of picks. But basically, Tyreek Hill now is moving away from that Chiefs offense, moving away from Patrick Mahomes, and going to the Dolphins. The Dolphins that have uh, Tua Tagovailoa as their quarterback, uh, Jalen Waddle already there as a receiver, and that obviously is going to affect both of their values. Uh, not you know obviously not going to affect the running backs there but that does make that that Dolphins offense a little bit more interesting and dynamic and obviously it makes the Chiefs offense look a lot different too and we saw the Chiefs offense last year kind of morph into uh, less of a flashy downfield style play and more of the uh, the short crossing routes um, looking at Patrick Mahomes changing his his play style already so uh, it's going to impact both teams but what are you guys' initial thoughts on the trade without getting too deep into to wide receiver value because we're going to talk about that? Who do it? So, I mean, if we're talking NFL terms, I think the Dolphins hit it, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, that was a good trade for the Dolphins. And honestly, I, and I'm just be, I've said this too, and this is my honest opinion. I do think the Chiefs made a good move. Here. It was still a smart, smart move. It was but necessary. It, it, the Dolphin, it was such a good move. I mean, the Dolphins are investing in their quarterback who they hope can be their franchise QB. They're giving him a safety blanket with now Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two of the fastest receivers in the league, two of the best receivers in the league, oh, really. Yeah. Yes. And um, it helps him a lot. And for the Chiefs, they're they're getting out on, a, on an aging athletic wide receiver who is going to likely hit it hit a peak and and fall off who because was, who honestly like you know wasn't fitting their system as much as, as he much did anymore, a couple years yeah. ago yeah and, and ty- that's not to fade no, Tyreek he's amazing but for the Chiefs it's a smart move because they can get out of their 28 year old wide receiver not old 
not old by any means, no. really, really in his prime. Putting it into a ton of draft but, capital. Yeah, they get a ton of draft capital, and now they don't have to worry about extending his contract and paying a whole bunch of money when they're already paying Mahomes a lot. I mean, just to put it simply, a lot. Yeah. So it, it was a smart move by both teams. Yeah. 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 And, and anyone who thinks uh, that the Chiefs are going to take a massive dip because of this, no. uh, I would say think again. Yes. Um, they still have Patrick Mahomes. And they still have Patrick Mahomes. Right. And as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, as long as the Buffalo Bills have Josh Allen, as long as Cleveland has Deshaun Watson, as long as the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera, those teams are going to be fine. Yes. And <clears throat> from uh, from a dynasty perspective, I don't think Mahomes takes a big dip. Well, that's the other thing I wanted um, to ask. Do you, so, and no. I think we have differing opinions on this, but... Uh, does pa- this and this is what we can talk about without getting into what we're going to talk about in today's episode? Does Patrick Mahomes take a value hit from Tyreek being traded away? No, because he's still throwing the ball. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about. I'm talking purely about value, the fantasy value. Is it Simon, uh, in fantasy value, yeah, dynasty. In, in dynasty, not not as much. He's still guaranteed. Well, we're only talking about dynasty. Years, so. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on, but man. but I think you know if we're talking, who's going to go out and win you this league? This year, I'm I'm taking Josh Allen because Josh Allen is still has that insane rushing ceiling. He he scores rushing touchdowns galore. I mean, yeah. What were they separated and, and by points per game wise last year? Like two two points or so. <laughs> yeah. So, but so that's the difference between so QB one and QB eight. But but they weren't QB. But was Patrick Mahomes QB eight last year? No, I think he was QB five. I was gonna say I I don't think I don't think I'm taking one or the over or the four. other and saying this one will win you no. the league and this one won't. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, I'm saying Mahomes loses a lot of yards after the catch that that Tyreek got. Yeah, but you him. don't get fantasy points for yards after the catch. Yes, he yes yeah, he does. Do. What, no, you get but you get fantasy points for yards, but not yards after catch. But yeah, I'm saying, but oh, yeah. but is he gonna get as many yards per game? It can drop him by yes. I don't know one one point a game if he's getting twenty five. You know, 25 yards fewer drops him by one point a game and Josh Allen's still out there running for a rushing touchdown every other week if you're telling me that that he's going to drop one point per game this year I'll still take either of them because yeah I'm just saying I'll take Josh Allen because he's been QB one two years in a row well that doesn't surprise me you like Josh Allen but if but I still think it's a toss-up as to which you could t- I'm not killing anybody for I, I'm not Josh killing Allen. anyone for taking Patrick Mahomes yeah, no so, so so then no it doesn't because we were this before so it doesn't change his value then yeah. but I, so I, the I, I think it changes his fantasy output pretty yeah. insignificant no it doesn't change his fantasy output no it's not going to but but it doesn't change his, okay. his, his you, dynasty football value. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. It could actually it could ch- it has the potential to change his output. That is actually true. But when we're talking about dynasty value, we're talking about number one longevity. And I I you know we could, we'll talk about this when we rank our QBs. But I, you know I do think that Patrick Mahomes' play style is more sustainable long term than than Josh Allen's because Josh Allen is getting hit and he's running the ball. And although he's he's one of a kind, like nobody else has ever done it like he has before. That. If you eventually think that's going to have to come into play. He can't do that when he's 35 exactly. years old. Exactly. And I think uh, he showed, especially in just the playoff game alone last year against the Chiefs, that he's capable of being a guy in the pocket and even that can just roll out and not run but make incredible passes. If he gets even better and better at that, which then and that's a it, this is a dumb discussion then, anyways yeah. because like honestly yeah. you, I'm it's not, one for one I'm exact I'm not taking I'm not killing anyone that says oh Josh Allen's number one okay yeah that could, that's probably you might be right but for people who say oh Patrick Mahomes is number one I'm like okay yeah you might be right like I said it, it, that's not even the discussion the, really it, it, did he take a value hit here I'm not, no I'm, I'm not, not I'm not dropping him I'm down not buying it. any okay, spots so. but I'm saying fantasy output 
I'm st- I'm you got to take Josh Allen. So last year, twenty four point six points per game, to twenty two points per game. That's two and a half points, and, and over over seventeen games, that that stacks up. And I, and I, if I'm saying Tyreek is not there to get him those yeah, extra twenty five yards re- per game, he's getting twenty one points per game. In a redraft league, yeah, you're taking Josh Allen. That's no. not a redraft, like I said. Yeah, but if you're contending, we you know we're going word. on and on. Yeah, the the R, the, the R yeah. word. It's, it's so we are talking about wide receivers. Yeah, today, I know. We'll so have this. We're gonna have this discussion again. But obviously, Nathan yeah. and I think Mahomes. You know, from as far as you know, from the Tyreek, Ty- he doesn't take a hit. But we'll talk about that more. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna rank our top twelve receivers. We all have our individual rankings, and then we have our composite rankings, and we're gonna kind of go through. Uh, we'll give you our individual rankings first, and then we'll go through uh, position by position and compare to our composite rankings. Uh, and and we'll talk about wh- why we kind of have some differences in here, and and what is driving those differences yeah. in terms of like um, uh, how we value players or how we see their situations playing out. Uh, so at number one, I have Justin Jefferson. At number two, I have Jamar Chase. At number three, A.J. Brown. At number four, I have Debo Samuel. At five, I have C.D. Lamb. At six, Cooper Cup. Seven, Tyreek Hill. Eight, Jalen Waddell. Nine, Stephon Diggs. Ten, Deontay Johnson. 11, Chris Godwin, and then I have T. Higgins at 12. Nathan, go ahead and give us your rankings. All right, so at number one, I have Justin Jefferson. Number two, Jamar Chase. Number three, Debo Samuel. Number four, A.J. Or, no, sorry, number four, C.D. Lamb. Number five, A.J. Brown. Number six, Cooper Cup. Seven, Tyreek Hill. Eight, Stephon Diggs. Nine, Jalen Waddell. Ten, T. Higgins. 11, Devontae Adams, and 12, Deontay Johnson. Sweet. Simon, what do you got? All right. Um, I got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and A.J. Brown as my top three. And then I uh, have Debo Samuel and CeeDee Lamb next. And then I go Cooper Cup and Tyreek, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddell, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson, and then ending at number 12 with Chris Godwin. Okay. Uh, so that are that is our individual rankings. We'll go back and we're going to talk about how we rank these guys and break them down. Let me read to you first our uh, Dynasty Domain Top 12. So this is our official composite rankings, and this is what we're, who we're ranking as our top 12 receivers right now. Uh, so obviously, number one is Justin Jefferson. Uh, number two is Jamar Chase. Number three, A.J. Brown. Number four, Debo Samuel. Number five, C.D. Lamb. Number six, Cooper Cup. Number seven, Tyreek Hill. Number eight, Jalen Waddell. Number nine, Stephon Diggs. Number 10, T. Higgins. Number 11, Deontay Johnson. And then coming at number 12, Chris Godwin. So let's go through and talk about these receivers in order uh, of how we rank them compositely. So in our in our composite rankings, we have Justin Jefferson at number one. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and say Jamar Chase at number two because I think these yeah, guys those can are be, consensus they can be talked about together. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan and I ranked Justin Jefferson number one. Simon, you actually have Jamar Chase. Nope. No, no. no oh, he, no, you changed nope, it. He's got it. Oh, yeah. Look at we are, you. We are all together on we, this. We agree. Yeah, this I think awesome. we had four of them that we were consensus on. Yeah. So I think, this, I think at this point, this one is um, fairly obvious. I think if Jamar Chase didn't have T. Higgins, you could make a very, very, very strong case for him yeah. to be number one. I, uh, it's just you know at that point it's just target share. They've also got Tyler Boyd still, um, and and 
Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst now. So uh, yeah, he's he's going to take a lot of targets away from. Oh from yeah, Jamar yeah. Chase, this is. I, I think it's interesting too. This kind of just is a testament to how good Justin Jefferson is and how ideal his situation is because most of the time you're taking the wide receiver with the better quarterback right. over the other, and yet clearly the better quarterback between the two is Jamar Chase having Joe Burrow versus Justin Jefferson having Kirk Cousins. But again, this is this is dynasty. This is fantasy. Uh, this is a points per game sort of thing, and I'm trusting Jeff- Justin Jefferson week in and week out a lot more than I do Jamar Chase to put up those big consistent numbers yeah yeah i i think i agree there and um and like i said they're both super young and they're both wide receivers in dynasty so they're they're great values like i said you mentioned those two together and honestly you could put jamar chase over justin jefferson and i'm not going to freak out but i do think at this point like i'm taking justin jefferson as my number one just purely because Kirk cousins is obviously staying there now and you know they have at least some chemistry and then like i said the target situation in cincinnati also plays a factor here uh what do you think Oh, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. He said he said he agreed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what are you picking on him for? I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so let's go to number three. Uh, number three in our composite rankings, A.J. Brown. So I did have A.J. Brown at number three. Uh, yep. Simon, you had A.J. Brown at number three. Nathan, you actually had A.J. Brown at number five. Five. So, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and tell us who you put ahead of A.J. Brown? Um, I put Debo Samuel and CeeDee Lamb ahead of A.J. Brown, and that is in order so Debo at three CD at four and then AJ Brown at five is there any shade I'm throwing at anyone for taking AJ Brown over Debo or CD Lamb no uh these three I feel like are their own tier I um I I think they're tier two wide receivers when it comes to value for me personally so I think they're sort of one for ones I I personally am taking Debo Samuel up top, um, AJ Brown at five, because yes, his target share is, uh, incredible when he's on the field, if he's on the field and he has, uh, I, I don't like his offensive situation as much as I do CDs and Debo's. So when we get onto CD and Debo, I'll talk to, talk more about that, but I find, uh, you know, if, if it were up to me, I I'm, probably taking aj brown the last of those but again i mean you know one time out of three in different leagues i maybe would take aj brown first so yeah, yeah. What, what do you guys think yeah simon what are your thoughts on that see if, if we're talking offensive situation I, i'm not really sure um because aj brown and um debo neither of them have great quarterbacks we don't know about trey lance yet and uh, even jimmy g compared to ryan Tannehill. but even even trey lance though is more of a dual threat quarterback than ryan Tannehill. you know Correct. ryan Tannehill's going to be in the pocket passing yeah like. um and and at, at least um cd and debo both have people competing with them i mean if we're talking cd he has dalton schultz yep. and uh, michael gallup yep. and then uh iuk and um kittle in san francisco and aj brown is he's a he has Robert, Robert Woods, Woods now, but which, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's a pretty yeah. But if that's but if we're it, talking the other it, two on like, the other teams no. compared to Robert Woods is yes, the only correct. competition okay. for exactly. AJ Brown. Okay. I gotta go with the targets there because as we were just saying earlier, for every reception that you lose, you have to have an extra ten yards for the other ones. Yeah. So so we're, if we're talking target share, that is just so valuable in production and output to overcome. And AJ yeah. Brown is going to get those targets. Okay, so for for Debo Samuel, not only is he getting targets, he's also getting rushing attempts. Yeah. Um, and for CD Lamb, he has maybe a little more competition with 
Michael Gallup. And and, and your Dalton favorite, Schultz. yeah, you love Dalton Schultz. Um, I, I would, but that's but more, that's who? More. Okay, Dak Prescott or Ryan Tannehill? Who's passing infinitely more? Dak, Dak Prescott, yes, not, Dak not is Dak infinitely is, more, but Dak but is passing a more. lot. Yeah, I understand. I, I'm in, not hating yeah, on you. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, that's that's just my main reasoning with yeah. putting CD. Um, CD's interesting. I think people are already starting to kind of. Uh, I guess not value him as highly as he okay. should be. Because My turn. Um, yeah, I want to hear it. I was going to say, I haven't even got to rebuttal. Go ahead. So um, we, we have CeeDee Lamb at five. I think five is a very generous ranking yeah, I do too. considering what CeeDee Lamb has done. Yeah. yeah. T. Higgins it is actually, at 10 and they're the same player. I mean, so, you, yeah, we also agree on that listen, too. We only have, I only have him one spot over you. Uh, so. Listen, I, I am a CeeDee Lamb buyer right now as well. I get I get the value the value under the, or the undervaluation there. I get the situation and the increased targets with Amari Cooper gone. I understand it all. But you're talking about a guy who hasn't even been a wide receiver one yet. Like it's hard for me to look at what CD Lamb has done so far in the NFL and justify putting him as high as number three on on the rankings for the or you had him as high as number four. AJ Brown hasn't been a wide receiver one either. Just keep that in mind, and you have him at wide receiver three. Really, he's right. I yeah. mean, I, I think his he's uh, been wide receiver two, just like CD rookie Lamb. and sophomore years. Yeah, yeah. and again, uh, not hating on AJ Brown, he did put up wide receiver two numbers. He has been wide receiver one. Okay, you're time, incorrect. So. First of no, all, he has I'm been a wide receiver too. one. Yeah, yeah. He he Wait, was where in standard or PPR both. both. I, I guess when? I guess I don't understand why you Last said that. Year? So. Rookie and and sophomore seasons. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely has. He he definitely has had more success than like on the field than C D Lamb has over in his first two years, he had a better first two years production wise than C D Lamb did. Yep, he did. Not I mean, he had five or six touchdowns more than C D did over those first two yep. years. So pretty much the same yardage. Like I said, I'm on the C D train too, I get it. I just I can't justify ranking him above AJ Brown because AJ Brown has been in a worse situation and has performed better. Yep. And and yeah. age wise they're not that far off. Nope. Like so I think that's why Simon and I are saying, yeah, we're taking. But at the same okay. time, it is like, it's close. It's it's almost, it's dang yeah. near like you're not killing anybody. For no, I'm not. Yeah. If, if I'm in a draft and someone takes CeeDee Lamb before AJ Brown, I'm not laughing at them and taking a screenshot of it or any. Exactly. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, okay, no, neither cool. They took no. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. People, are, and, people and, and, are, were doing that up until like, you know, a month or two ago. Yes. And people were starting to realize, yeah, maybe, I don't know here. But, but you know, that's just my thoughts with AJ Brown. And um, you're, you're right. You know, if CeeDee Lamb comes out this year and has – and a very very good year, which he absolutely could. No one's going to be surprised. No, no by one's going to. Yeah. No one's going to be surprised. And and I could easily see this time next year saying that CD Lamb is wide receiver three. three. Yep. yep. I could easily see him jumping into the top tier with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But for right now, it's just like I, that's why I'm being cautious yep. with that. And then, and you obviously explained Debo. Um, yes, Debo is getting rushing touches, but but Simon's right. The, Not the, only are the weapons around him are so are also just so talented. But now that they're moving on to Trey Lance, I think you're going to see a lot of Trey Lance, you know, using his legs. Uh, I don't think the the, the passing game in, in San Francisco is going to be near as dynamic. So I, you know, Brandon Ayuk took a hit from Debo Samuel last year, like and and basically got the scraps. And and I think you're looking at something similar to that again this year. I, although I like Brandon Ayuk from a value standpoint. I can't look at Trey Lance and say this guy's going to pass the ball and spread the targets around in an efficient manner, efficient enough to put Debo Samuel in the top, you know, three. And now it, I think a lot of it does depend on how many rushing attempts he gets. Yes. But at the same time, how old is Debo? What's his age? 26. So there you go. The age is kind of what's factoring into that as well. I'm taking a younger AJ Brown there over Debo yeah, Samuel. Just, like, I mean, two years. Because I think production wise, they're pretty close. So and um, it's. 
the thing is Debo was wide receiver two last year, um, which is great, but you got to keep in mind, we, we talk about touchdown regression all the time. He had 14 touchdowns and eight of them were rushing touchdowns. Do we really think he can put up enough touchdowns through through the air and on the ground to keep no. up with that next year no i because especially I also with trey think... lance because exactly. trey lance is a dual threat quarterback yes. who's going to also be rushing in the red zone and, and i'm not sure he can do it i'm not at all dropping debo down yep. 10 slots because of it he's still my wide receiver four he's our composite wide receiver four but i just don't think he can have the same amount of touchdowns yeah so um AJ Brown came in at, you know, composite number three. Uh, that's obviously where it fell, and I think we're comfortable with that. And then number four is Debo Samuel. So I had Debo Samuel at four. Nathan, obviously, you ranked him ahead of AJ Brown, just ahead of us at three, and Simon, you had it at four. So I think consensus-wise, yep. uh, we agree that Debo Samuel is um, a top-five dynasty wide receiver. I think you're right. The rushing attack and the rushing potential there and, and the, the pure talent level and the good offensive scheme in san francisco while next year it may not look like it could be exactly the same it's enough to keep him in the top five because if you think about it if Debo was having this role and he had less weapons around him and and a quarterback that was even ryan Tannehill caliber like in terms of passing the ball down the field like i would look at i would look at Debo and i'd be like i don't know how you don't have him in the top three like it's it, it is all situational and it's all you know trey lance ambiguity there so um I, I we're not far off there. No, I just and, just being honest. And we have all three of these guys in the same tier. Yes. You know. Yeah, we absolutely right. do. I think they're all yeah, they are all tier two. Yeah. And then, and then there's a big uh after C D Yeah, there's, there's a, I think there's a significant drop. You three. gotta get into some of the old guys. Uh so let's talk about number five again real quick. Uh C D Lamb. Uh let's discuss C D Lamb a little bit because I think it's I think this is a good time to have a discussion about C D Lamb. Why is C D Lamb so valuable right now? Or why why is he a good a good value, a good a good buy, and and a good candidate to break out next year. Nathan, you got us on this one. Yeah, well, again, if you think about it, it's it's funny that we're even saying why is it a good chance that CD is going to break out because it's not like he hasn't put up solid numbers his first two seasons. He's he's been a wide receiver too his first two seasons, and for a young wide receiver. That's pretty dang solid. Again, like we've said before, we've we've gotten it too takes used, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. We, we've gotten too used to the immediate production of receivers like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Agreed. Even AJ Brown to an extent. Um, I think that tells you how but, good Jefferson and Chase are. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Um, but he obviously the the big big thing is that Amari Cooper is gone, and that is a large number of targets a game that are no longer going to be there. Um, because Amari Cooper is going to be balling in Cleveland with Deshaun. Um, I think Gallup, while he is a good asset and really, I think, a great move for the Cowboys to hold on to him. Yes. Um, f- for the team, from a fantasy perspective, Gallup is no better than a wide receiver, too. And Dalton Schultz is... I love Dalton Schultz. I love him as a tight end. I don't think he really affects CD on a game-to-game basis. Um, because it, I I just they just occupy don't. very different they, areas they, of the field. Very different areas of the field. The um, Schultz is getting a lot of uh, targets and receptions. He has a really uh, really high rate of like targets to catch. Um, but he he's not taking a lot of touchdowns away from CD. There's actually what I love about Dalton Schultz. I know you guys aren't as high on him as I am, but what I do love about him is he's not 
super touchdown dependent. I love that he's not super good. He did good. have eight touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, but he year. yeah, but there yeah, he, he there were there were some end, games I mean. where he he was scoring like 10 points with no touchdowns. Which is this is pretty solid. It's a step up. I, I'm it's gonna, a step I'm up from Dawson up. Knox, who, when you. Dawson Knox didn't score yeah. a touchdown, was putting up like right. One point. I, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's why he's above Dawson Knox I significantly. I can, because I can of get the behind targets. that. Yeah, for sure. no, I get what you're saying. So and and even I'll, I'll jump in on the CD. He was a tight end three this year, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Was. Yeah, he absolutely um, was good. Dak Prescott had almost 600 passing attempts last year. I think it was 596. I just checked a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Amari Cooper had just over 100 of those targets, and CeeDee Lamb had 120. But Amari Cooper is leaving 100 of those targets behind. 100 targets. And, and eight touchdowns. Yeah. A, so I, I think we a can. Strong offensive yes. attack. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can all reasonably think that a good portion of those are going to go to CD. Um, I have a question, but it's all that. speculation. I and it is speculation, and I think I think that's the the most logical and and um, the most likely scenario. And that's why we have him at wide receiver five. I want to spitball just a little bit here. What what are the odds? I'm not saying I believe this because I don't, but I'm just thinking through this as I kind of think about how their target spreads. Gonna, what are the odds that Michael Gallup benefits more from Amari Cooper than C.D. Lamb does? Like the Amari Cooper move? Yeah. Like like Mark Cooper being gone. What are the odds that Michael Gallup makes a bigger leap next year? A bigger leap. So are we talking a bigger leap in uh, percentage of his production? The so year I, before? I think yeah. I think, I think that, it's easier for him to make a bigger leap because, because it's such a yeah. drastic well difference it, from, from proportionally. I think he makes yeah. a bigger leap. I'm saying like, yeah. I I guess I'm thinking I could. I think there is a very very small chance. That what are the odds that Michael Gallup ends up as the wide receiver one on the Cowboys next year? That's what I'm asking. Uh, next to none. Zero, seriously? Not zero. Um, I don't think it's I, zero. I think it's small, think but it's, oh if we're taking boy. odds, it's one in fifty. It, yeah, I best 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 case scenario. I'm looking at um, a sort of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins sort of thing, but not Michael Gallup. Obviously, wouldn't He's be in the top twelve. He's not overtaking C. D. Lamb. No, 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 no. I'm. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, I'm agreeing oh, with oh, you. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. He's too. not overtaking, but. He he could be definitely higher know. valued as a dynasty. I wouldn't. Asset. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Gallup got close to Ceedee Lamb. Like I, it, I, mm, I, th- that's I think interesting. I mean, from a production standpoint, like I, I'm not saying. Like I said, I'm not. I know this is a hot take, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I, when I've watched CD and and Dak Prescott, like they have good chemistry. But I, would you really be that like just floored if if Michael Gallup came out next year and had a really 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 good year? Would you, I mean, because we all obviously think highly of Michael No, Gallup. he's a good receiver. So if if he had a good year and CD didn't really take a step up, that puts Michael Gallup maybe in the in the low wide receiver two range. That's not far from where yeah. CD is now. I don't know. I'm just does I'm just looking ever at become, the targets. Yeah, does he ever become more valuable than CD and Dynasty? Va- no, value. I don't think. No. Did I say value? No, no, no you didn't. You're okay. talking. Yeah, production. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm just talking cl- about production. Yeah, I'm clarifying. Yeah, of course. I'm just. Yeah. I'm looking at Amari Cooper's hundred. 100 yeah. vacated targets and and CD Lamb already having a 120. If he gets yeah. 30 of those, and he's that's, at and that's what I'm trying to And think that's through, why we like, love like players how much like of DJ those Moore. targets go to Michael Gallup. Like yes, I know. I think so. That's going to be interesting too. And yes. Michael Gallup also didn't play a full season last year. I think Michael Gallup's a sneaky buy in fantasy right now yeah. because I think he has a potential to take a big. Obviously, they believe in him, but you've seen how Dak, you know, works that offense. Did Amari Cooper finish higher in PPR leagues this year than CD Lamb? No. What, what was no, what was Amari was Cooper? Thirteen. I thought he was like eighteen. 
And, oh, uh, and he PPR. Have, he, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, yes. So where he did, was 19 and Amari, I don't know. Because oh, Amari obviously question. wasn't just a pushover. He was 27. Yeah. Right? So we're talking, can Michael Gallup match Amari Cooper's production from yeah, last I could, year? Yeah, I could see him being wide receiver 27 pretty easily. And I wouldn't say that um, C.D. Lamb was, from a production standpoint, he wasn't like light years ahead of Amari Cooper this year. He was clearly ahead, but like you're talking about, uh, you know, high end wide receiver three versus low end wide receiver two. That's not that big of a gap. And so I'm just wondering, can Michael Gallup do that? That's that's that was my question. I, I he's not more valuable he than C.D. Lamb with, and with he the never ability would. of the. Uh, with the ability of the Cowboys' offense in fantasy football, yes, there's a possibility. I think that says more about Michael Gallup than um, it does CeeDee Lamb. Hmm. It's just yeah. interesting. I, I think it will be yeah. interesting to see how that Cowboys' I, target situation plays out. I still think it will help CeeDee Lamb more. Um, you're, what you're saying, I understand and I get. It could be, I, I think at best, it could be a, a 50-50 split. Where it benefits both pretty significantly. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that Cooper Cup had the most targets last year out of any wide receiver, right? Yeah, he had yeah. the triple crown. Yeah. How many times he was so he was targeted targets, 100, 191 yards, times is how many times is that's that's bonkers. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean if C D Lamb, you know, gets to even one fifty, you're talking about a really significant yeah. I mean that's there. why like, we love DJ Moore so much, is yes. because he just gets targeted over and over and over. And uh I mean, he has no significant competition, and CD does. I mean, he has good competition, but still, on a good offense with a good quarterback, getting 150 targets is incredible. Yeah, so, and yeah. that just brings so many points with it. Like, yeah. I, like do I you said, think this helps Dalton Schultz at all, or do you think he just kind of stays and keeps doing what he I, does? I, I can't see Dalton him. Schultz having a better year than he did okay. last year. Like, I just okay. I, in any scenario, I just so can't see best it. case scenario probably the same. I yeah I think yes I think that's uh, yeah the, I would second that I don't think he's surpassing Mark Andrews he's not surpassing probably what Kyle Pitts is going to do or even Kelsey um, again no I don't even Kelsey, see him. I don't see him cracking the top yeah. six again next year like really? I, yeah I just interesting I, I low, I'm yeah. lower on Dalton uh, Schultz, just keep so. in mind though like like I did say he's uh, proven to have some pretty solid. Uh, production even when he doesn't score touchdowns yeah we'll talk about him when we talk 16, about 16 15 yeah blah, we'll blah, talk blah. oh yeah oh yeah you're right yep. uh, one we're, other thing if we're talking PPR for wide receivers AJ Brown did barely get wide receiver one he went 21 12 and then like 36 or something so i was wrong you were wrong you were wrong he's been, 12, he's okay. been a wide receiver, receiver one. one 13 to 12 whatever whatever he he barely cracked wide receiver one, one that's year. what a wide receiver anyway, one in is. 14 games you don't yeah. discount the last person because they're 12 like that's i know i know i'm just saying it wasn't two years that he did it in standard yes it was two years but i didn't say two year. years i said he's been a wide receiver one yeah, you said he was wide uh, receiver one twice. No, I, I did. No, I said yeah. that. I did not oh, say okay. that. I said okay. that. That was right. not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go All back right. and rewind. No, hey, it was me. It was me. I'm taking responsibility. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um, Talk about someone who's been a wide receiver one many, many times though. As our yeah. next player on our list. Yeah. So uh, at number six, the, uh, we have Cooper Cup, and yeah. I think I think you know with Matt Stafford obviously being locked up there in in L. A. and Cooper Cup coming off the arguably the best wide receiver season ever. Like yeah. just insanity, insanity in terms of numbers and production. I mean, where did he finish at overall in PPR leagues? Wasn't he one? What? Because I, I know he was among wide receivers, obviously. What, this year? Did he have more points than, than the, the, the upper echelon of quarterbacks there? 
can't remember. Mm, well, let me check that. I know it was insane. In in one league I was in, he did, but it it all yeah it does kind of depend on yeah, the league was. settings. Yeah, he was. Four hundred and thirty nine. Yeah, he was so twenty long. points ahead of Josh Allen. So so then you know obviously the, the the obvious answer to the question why isn't Cooper Cup number one is because Cooper Cup is twenty eight years old. So you know age is playing you know a fairly big yeah. factor in where he's ranked here because from a production standpoint he's outproducing all of these guys. But to be a hundred percent honest with you, him only being twenty eight, you can get easily three great more years out yeah. of Cooper Cup. And, Easily. And, and he's with Matt Stafford just signed a four year extension. Yeah. And so he's with Matt Stafford, assuming they keep 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 Cooper Cup around. I don't know why they wouldn't. They and, will. Um that, so that duo just won them a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean yeah. he's he's not a freak athlete or anything. Didn't he run like a four six three forty back in no, the day? He's not. So he's he's one of those guys that depends just on his intelligence and yep. his yes. brain. And and route so I don't see him ever hitting a major cliff. He could be a, like a Larry Fitzgerald who just keeps going and going because he's that yep. good football You're player. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And and I think from a value standpoint, like even though you have to put him this low because of you do, you have to put him lower than C D Lamb given the age and given the situation. At the same time, you know, Cooper Cup, if you're contending, I cannot think of a better asset to have on your team, right? I mean, it's like you are talking value versus production. Holy cow. He doesn't bust ever. Every no. single week, he's going out there and putting up those points. Yeah. So, oh, my. I think, And I think we kind of all agree on this. We all had Cooper Cup at our number six position in our wide receiver rankings. Uh, just, tr- uh, yeah, man. Just what, one spot above. Tyreek which we all had at number seven so yes. let's talk oh goodness. yeah okay so we're gonna get into this now this one was interesting because we we had a we moved Cooper Cup over Tyreek after this trade and CD Lamb this was yes. thanks to Simon's uh good notes I was about to say intelligence but well <laughs> yeah. Sim- yeah Simon Avery was agreeing with me too, I don't know we all agree yeah. with you yeah. that's so, what I'm saying you, you had a good you had a good note on this, why, so, this so why we Simon Cooper. explain why why is Cooper Cup above Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill, uh, listen, Tyreek Hill obviously has been, you know, one of the best or the best receiver in the NFL yeah. for a while now. So, and he's not that old. He's, he's, is he only 27 they're or They're both 28. They're both 28. Yeah. So the same age. Okay. I think, I think everybody kind of gets the answer. Yeah, I know. But go this ahead. Just even, ex- explain. This was nothing, no rocket science or anything like that. But if they're both 28 years old, I'm going to take the guy who's locked and loaded with his elite QB for four years. Before, that was both of them. And that was Tyreek Hill. And and Cooper Cup because we assumed Tyreek would get re-signed with the Chiefs and he would stay with Patrick Mahomes, but he's not now and he's with Tua, and and we don't know how that's going to work out. So I'm going to take the guy who has his his long-term elite QB and who, like we were just saying about Cooper Cup, is not as dependent on that athleticism as we all know. Tyreek, he's the cheetah, he's the fastest player in the NFL, and as he gets older, as he hits 29, 30, 31. Is, is that going to start to slow him down? Is he going to get those injuries? We see it with like Julio Jones, who as he gets older in his in his career, he doesn't he's not as dominant because he's not that freak athlete anymore. Yep. And so obviously we still have Tyreek really high. He's only twenty eight. He's in his prime. He's at our number seven spot. But we just all moved Cooper Cup over him when he got traded. And you know I think a two spot drop here is not that doesn't mean that much. No, I mean because no, you're talking you're talking about very negligible differences between some of these receivers in terms of like a dynasty value right now. Uh, so, you know, I think Tyreek Hill will be fine. In Miami, I think he's going to be fine. I think that he's going to still produce. I still think he's going to have that elite downfield presence. And uh, ultimately, you just, but you you do just have to think about it. And since these rankings are so close, and since we think so highly about a lot of these guys, you have to think about it in terms of situationally. And obviously, you're taking Patrick Mahomes over Tua every single day. And while I don't think this affects Patrick Mahomes' value, I do think 
Tyreek not having Patrick Mahomes and not having that elite, that one of a kind arm, like that's going to affect Tyreek Hill. Like you, you can't say it's not going to. Um, so Tyreek Hill, you know, even though best, he's been the pretty much the best wide receiver for a while. He's he's so dominant. He's so yeah. dominant, and he's production wise, he can give you fifty points in any given week, or you know, in the past. I'm not sure I see Tyreek giving getting those big of outbursts anymore. It, I think it will be interesting to see if Tyreek finds some consistency in Miami because I think without putting up those forty random forty point games, like you know, if he doesn't have consistency, like if he still has dud games in Miami, like I think pr- from a production standpoint, it could bring his numbers down quite a bit. But at the same time, it's Tyreek Hill. We've all seen it. We all know it. He's he is an incredible uh, dynasty asset. So we have him at number seven. Anything else on Tyreek Hill? Uh. Yeah, just a little bit. I would anticipate um, Mike McDaniel's as a creative offensive mind. I would anticipate him sure, after yeah. being willing to <laughs> pay Tyreek Hill one hundred and twenty million dollars for four years, seventy six million My guaranteed. Goodness. I would anticipate him getting Tyreek Hill the yeah, ball absolutely. at all costs. Absolutely. And that's and, another example um, of the contract. Like you look reading into the contract yeah. as in, okay, they're going to get this guy the ball. Yeah, yeah they're not going to pay some, him to yeah, open up the field. Yeah. Some yes. of my favorite things that I loved seeing the Chiefs do with Tyreek Hill that I wish they had done more were some of those uh, uh, sweep, Sweeps. like sweep handoffs that they would give to Tyreek Hill. Interesting. And he would get about 10. 10, 12 yeah. yards out of him. I could see McDaniels doing that a lot more. Yeah. And, uh, or something look, around uh, that where you're, you're working. Yeah. And you're working with Tyreek in yep. the backfield a lot more. Um, and again, we, we've compared sort of Jalen Waddle to Debo and how he sort of did that sort of thing at the end of last year. I'd look for Tyreek Hill to be doing that more. I don't think his. I'm going to make a prediction. I don't think his production is going to take a massive hit, which is why, like yeah. we said, for me, he only took a one point drop in, in my rankings that I originally yeah. had. He took a little bit yeah. more of a he drop. He took I think two in mine and I think two in Simon's. Yeah, so he so, went from four to seven for um, me. Okay. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And yes, his athleticism is amazing. We've talked about this before, kind of like with Devontae Adams. We don't see him lasting as long as a guy like Cooper Cup because of his dependence on uh, athletic ability. Tyreek Hill is a different build than a guy like Devontae Adams. I see him more uh, lasting. He could potentially be like a uh, Antonio Brown, where, um, yes, Antonio Brown has his off-the-field issues, but when you see him performing on the field fantasy-wise at 33 years old, like, yeah, he's he's so he's good. So Antonio good. Brown would, you know, so good. just be normal and like it he would still be he was he when he played last year he was good. He was like, good. And he's 33. Yes. Yeah. So you could be right. It's it's not out of the realm of possibilities to see Tyreek Hill go Correct. a not. couple more years longer than we anticipate. Uh so that's that's why he hasn't taken a massive drop for any of us. Yeah. And I I think the dynasty community has given him more of a drop than he deserves oh yeah so um, so he could be a good buy i yeah. mean just depending on how you look and depending on how some people are yeah. saying yeah i don't think it's gonna affect his value yeah you're probably not going out and just actively seeking to buy him but for people who are like yeah this is bad he's on the dolphins like um uh, maybe go buy that because you like i said look at those dynamic wide receivers and mike mcdaniel offense like I, I mean i'm taking that every day so um you know another guy that this is going to affect is jalen waddle uh and we did never release an episode but when we had done some of our original rankings earlier in the offseason but earlier this offseason i mean we had jalen waddle at five i mean that's pretty high that's i mean that's it that's well i didn't i had him at seven i think well you don't know what you're talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but anyways yeah. composite no our composite rankings he was at five so we're talking about 
thinking very, very, very highly of a guy who set the rookie record for receptions in his rookie year. Uh, now we have him at number eight. I personally ranked him there at eight. Uh, Simon, you also had him at nine. Nathan, you had him at nine too. So you both, who did you guys have above Jalen Waddle here? Simon, go ahead. Oh, you're not going to like my answer. I, I have T. Higgins. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, that... Uh, I know, I know. It's the 1A, 1B situation in Cincinnati. But we see how explosive that Cincinnati offense is. And even, I mean, between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, they can split those targets and and still have some massive, insane production between them. And um, I I just love T. Higgins at 23 years old, having Joe Burrow as his quarterback. And I can see him doing so much. And, um, oh, man, he's an elite talent. And oh, I he absolutely is. Like with with you're talking about T. Higgins without without Jamar Chase. I mean, you're putting T. Higgins probably in your top six easily. Oh man, at number eight though, above Jalen Waddle, I can't. I can't personally. I can't get behind that. I'm looking at Jalen Waddle. Uh, I guess I see what you're saying though, because you know with T. Higgins, you're talking about you know he's paired with Jamar Chase, and so he's never going to get all those targets. Uh, now Jalen Waddle is paired with Ty- Tyreek Hill. Like I mean, that's a yeah. very from a target share perspective. Yeah. So there's two receiver duos in this. There's there's Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and there's Jamar Chase and T Higgins on the same team in our in our top twelve. Yeah, I do think the other weapons on the Bengals though like outweigh the other weapons on the Dolphins. Like I think the Dolphins mm-hmm. in their passing game have Gasecki, but the, the Bengals you're talking about a, at least a couple more people that Joe Burrow likes to get the ball, including yeah. Joe Mixon. Like it, although Joe Mixon isn't from a PPR standpoint isn't like one of the better no, but he gets pass catching two, backs. He two, gets a couple receptions a game, so I guess it's not that far off. But like you know, I'm looking at where I, I have. I just personally have T Higgins. I have at 12, so there's a pretty big difference between where yeah, we have him ranked. There is, um, but I mean, just remember those last few games of the season when Joe Burrow's taking 40 pass attempts, and not I'm not dumb enough to say he's doing that all year round. But that's a lot of targets to go around. And and in T Higgins, I think through the last six weeks of the season was the wide receiver. He was a top five wide receiver. I know that. Yeah. Um, and we're, Burrow was the top quarterback. Yeah, he, well, was, he went yes. out of his And I think, mind. and we'll get to this. We'll get to this when we talk about T. Higgins. But I, I do think that Joe Burrow is another reason why I'm thinking. And well, I, I think I just need to save this. But yeah. Anyways, Jalen Waddle. Um, Jalen Waddle's the guy. Obviously, we're about. this is going to hurt his value because he, because he's with Tyreek Hill now. Tyreek, you assume they're paying him this much. You're right. They're paying him that much. Why wouldn't they give him targets? He's going to get a ton of targets there in in Miami. And last year, I mean. Jalen Waddle was, and and obviously Gasecki, they were the the receiving game for the Dolphins, and that's why Jalen Waddle had so many receptions last year. And I'm looking at Jalen Waddle, like I said, if he's not paired with Tyreek Hill right now, I'm looking at Jalen Waddle, and I'm putting him probably in my top five. I mean, I think I think what he did as a rookie and how he looked on an NFL field as a rookie uh, was was very impressive. But at the same time, you like I said, you can't deny the impact that having that other elite wide receiver in that room is going to have on a guy like Jalen Waddle. Now the difference here, obviously, is uh, you know Jalen Waddle is still how old? 20, 23. 23, which isn't you know extremely extremely young, but it's still young enough to where you have to look at him and, and keep that in mind as you rank these guys. Um, so you know with Jalen Waddle, I still like him. I still, I I do think now though with Jalen Waddle. It depends on where people are valuing him because if people are still valuing, a lot of people are still valuing him up in that like top six 
era, and I I don't think he's I don't. I, no, I he had to drop. A down lot of people far. have dropped him out of their top twelve, which I think is yeah. insane. Okay. This is another thing. So it depends. Like I then. just yeah. said with Tyree Kill, don't drop Jalen Waddle as much as you think he should. A couple points, a couple, a, yeah. a couple positions down. I didn't. Fine. I, guess I didn't realize he's that. He's still Jalen Waddle is still Jalen Waddle. He still was incredible last year. He still is an offensive playmaker. And what does Mike McDaniels want to do? He wants to put the ball in the hands of his offensive playmakers. Yep. So Waddle's still going to get plenty of shares a game. Um, I'm not, I'm not looking for a massive drop off compared to what he did last year. I, I see a bit of an uptick actually um, because he's, he's going to be more experienced. He's going into his second year. He's got the help of Tyreek Hill. Defenses now have to focus on two top wide receivers. They, could end up helping each other because they could end up having more opportunities because who who do you have to focus on when <laughs> when Tyreek Hill is on the field you got to you have to put two high safeties or you you can't beat Tyreek one on one so it's a uh, for for me Jalen Waddle dropped down I think two spots yeah um and, and that which is pretty negligible for me and and personally for, for so. elite wide receivers it's an ideal situation to have another elite option on that field because you know you you are like defenses are are you know struggling to find solutions there but at the same time i think talking about these two guys terry kill and jalen waddle back to back you can't you can't shy away from the fact that their success is going to largely depend on how Tua can throw the ball this year. I think that yes. is going to be the wild Tua card. Tua is the big question. I think one of the other big questions that we should be asking is not so much will their fantasy production decline, but will their game-to-game production decline? Will it kind of be a boom or a bust week where it's a Jalen Waddle week, then it's a Tyreek week, and then Jalen and then Tyreek? I, I could see that being a possibility as well. And so. and you know, I saw something that said you can't you can't keep Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, you know, in the same place in the dynasty rankings without moving Tua up in the in the in the QB dynasty rankings. Yes. Which is true because I mean, at the level that Tua played last year and where people were ranking Tua, I'm not seeing, you know, him being able to get the ball and in and or keep the same production for two you know wide receivers that are dynasty five and six like i just i'm not seeing that so it, it's i mean it's going to be a lot of how Tua fits into that mike mcdaniel offense which there's a good possibility that Tua has a good year i'm not going to deny that Yeah, he's all of a sudden a quarterback that i want but i yes i think and i think he's a good value and we'll you know discuss that but <laughs> yeah i think although he's not in our top 12 but you know still yeah. uh, i do think i think seven and eight for these guys is fair. I think it's very fair. And I, yeah. I think it will be interesting to see how it plays out because, you know, they have the seven and eight, you know, dynasty wide receivers on that team. How how is that how's that all gonna shake out? So um I think, you know, it depends in terms of are you buying or selling Jalen Waddle? It depends on where he's being valued. If people are valuing him the same as they were before Tyreek, then you're probably maybe yeah. I, I don't know if I would be looking to sell him like in any situation, but I mean I could see if people are way overvaluing him still, because there were points in the offseason where people were valuing him super super duper duper high. People are still valuing him that high, maybe. But you know, if people are saying, "Oh, he's out of my top 12, yeah, you should probably go get Jalen Waddle. Still, like, yeah, I can't. I wish people, that. I wish people in my leagues would say that because I just don't hear that a lot, and I like Jalen Waddle. But uh, let's move on. So he was our number eight. At number nine, we've got this Stephon Diggs. So this is interesting because Stephon Diggs actually, I think, moved up a little bit in our rankings from, yeah. from the last time we did this. But I think we all kind of thought, okay, 
uh, Stefan Diggs, you know, playing with Josh Allen, you know, and we're all also not freaking out as about age as much as we used yeah. to. I think we think we've decided that. Uh, so I have I have him at number nine, uh, which is exactly where the composite fell here. So I've I had Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Stephon Diggs, uh, Nathan. You had him at eight above Jalen Waddle. Uh, Simon, you had him at ten. And you had him below T. Higgins and Jalen Waddle. Waddle, Yep. And uh, even Stefan made a big jump from last time. I think he moved up by by three spots or maybe even four since the last time. And and Nathan made a big case for that. So I'd like to hear your reasons. You've been a big buyer into Stefan for this entire season because everyone was kind of on the low under... Talking about how they were underwhelmed yeah. by him, after which, his which I'll preface by saying it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like it's not like he dropped off. Like, no. it, he, go ahead, David. He he was a wide receiver one last year, like one overall, I believe. Fact check me on that. I'm I'm gonna look him up too. But he he was incredible last year. Um, and was he wasn't one overall last year, but he was. He no, was I'm three. sorry. He was three. Wide, yeah. Wide, yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he. He had a way better season than a lot of people anticipated. I think one of the big reasons was everyone was so focused on what is Michael Thomas going to do again, and then he uh, got injured. Um, but Stefan Diggs, the reason, the only reason I have him uh, just a spot above Waddle uh, personally is because, one, Josh Allen uh, is passing him the ball, and two, Stefan Diggs is 28 years old. That's the same age as Tyreek Hill. And we're kind of getting to the point in wide receivers where people kind of, I think, look at youth a little too much and they read into it a little too much. Stephon Diggs is putting up consistent wide receiver one numbers every single year on an incredible offense with Josh Allen. Why should he not be in the top 12? Yeah. When he's putting up those numbers. Top 10. He He has a good four years left. Easily. I believe yep. he has no, easily you're right. a good four Josh years. Josh Allen's left. not going anywhere. He, that's a long oh, time. That's a lifetime in dynasty. There, there's not really much for me to say, other than that. Like it's not a question for me. I think you could put Stefan Diggs as high as seven on this list, and I'd be okay yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah no too. problem. Yeah. No I mean, problem. looking at look, could I put him above Tyreek Hill? Yeah, yeah. Could I put him yeah. above Jalen Waddle? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, but I could. Yeah, yeah. I, no, it's it's fair. <laughs> yeah, I took the middle ground. And um, I, I think put him in between. You made a great point about the age. Sometimes we look at age too much. Like, oh, if we have um, Justin Jefferson, we get ten years out of him. Ten years is a long time. So is three years. Three years of Stephon Diggs for a much cheaper price tag. You can get Stephon Diggs and someone else for, and I'm not saying like do these trades or anything. I'm just saying we sometimes we look at these long, long time frames and these these periods of time, and we talk about it like it's too important. Like, I mean, two years of Devontae Adams on on the Dynasty, Packers with Aaron yeah. Rodgers would have been amazing. Dynasty is not just age. It's not like it's not like redraft is just production and Dynasty is just age. Dynasty is somewhere between like there, there's a good. Um, mix between production and age that you value these these players at. Yeah, but and, and you, at twenty eight, there's there's no veterans coming soon. guys. I mean veterans. If you're talking about if you're a contender, veterans win you dynasty leagues. And so at at the, when you're factoring in production, you then you, then the next step is to factor in how much longer they have left. So if a guy like Stephon Diggs has four years, four years, four NFL seasons, that's a long time in any dynasty league. How many dynasty leagues even last that long? Some dynasty leagues, like you know, they flame out before yeah. then. Like you're if you're talking about the really good ones too. I mean, you're talking about if you have a solid team and you have Stephon Diggs on that team, you're competing for a championship. He's helping you compete for four years. Like I, you have to you you have to take that into account. Uh, which 
you know, ultimately that's why I have him above, you know, T Higgins. But uh, at the same time, I, I think people as a whole are just kind of writing Stefan Diggs off. And it's like, I, I, I guess I just don't see it. He's, he's the most, uh, probably the least spoken of top 12 dynasty receiver that I've ever and I think I think well, I think we would all tell you if if, if maybe you, Deontay Johnson maybe yeah. he Deontay, can really give him a run yeah, for his money yeah and it, the only difference is Deontay Johnson may be an arguable top to top twelve like Stefan is hands down yes top twelve yeah sure like hands down yeah so and so I do think that like our our official consensus on this like is if you've got guys in your leagues that are riding off Stefan Diggs and you want to contend for a championship, go get Stefan Diggs. I think some people are, I know some people are thinking of Stefan Diggs in the right and you know, in the right mindset, but some people aren't. Like you need to just maybe go value check some of these guys and and that could ultimately be what helps you, you know, get over the top and win your yeah. league. So and who would you rather have, Stefan Diggs or Traylon Burks? Oh, I mean, this year Stefan Diggs. Yeah, Stephon. Hands, hands down. Yeah. And, and taking, what I'm is Traylon Burks still going at the 103? I haven't checked ADP recently. Um, I mean, Stefan Diggs so. or Garrett Wilson. I think so. Yeah. You're still taking Stefan over all the receivers this yep. year. Yeah, and, and remember, any top, for me, I'm taking any top 12 dynasty wide receiver over any of the rookies in this class because you know what those rookies are? They are still a single first round draft pick. And these yep. top 12 dynasty wide receivers are worth more than a single first round draft yeah, pick because You're of the risk. And we know what we're getting. The risk. Yep. They're worth at least uh, the, the low end wide receiver ones are worth at least two first round draft picks. Yeah. So it's um, not a question for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking I, Stefan over any of the wide receivers. I really do. I really do like what we're saying about Stefan Diggs. I think yeah. this is, I think he, I think, like I said, go buy Stefan if you can. I think Stefan's going to be around for a couple more years at least. Uh, coming in at number 10, we're going to go back with some, a young guy. Um, and the only reason this young guy is not higher is because he's got Jamar Chase with him. So we're talking about T Higgins here. Uh, Simon had T Higgins as far up as eight. Uh, Nathan, you had him at 10, which is where we have him ranked. Uh, I had him at 12 behind and we'll get to this. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Chris Godwin. So let's talk about T. Higgins. Uh, why are you taking T. Higgins above? Well, Simon, I mean, I can ask you. Why are you taking T. Higgins above Jalen Waddle, Stephon Diggs, yeah. Deontay Johnson, and Chris Godwin? All four of them. What 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 has you so high on T. Higgins? T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. I mean, short answer. I mean, that's fair. La- last year he had f- he played 14 games and had 120 targets, and and we're talking about all those targets, and you know, give him 16, give him 17 games, and he could reach within reason 140 targets on that explosive offense and get those touchdowns, and um, I think as teams start to, not even start to, we saw it last year as teams had to account for Jamar Chase more. T Higgins started to produce more, and. And I know I'm not here to just to preach age at you, but T. Higgins is only 23 and he's with Joe Burrow. So if we're saying Stephon Diggs is 28 with Josh Allen, T. Higgins is 23 with Joe Burrow. I mean, they're they're both with elite quarterbacks. And that's when, when we're talking that quarterback and and the age difference, that's when I'll start to take that age difference over, you know, and Deontay Johnson, he doesn't have a quarterback. Chris Godwin, he's with Tom Brady for one one more year. And uh, who was the other guy we mentioned? Jalen Waddell. He's with Tua. I mean, and, and and I don't want to fade any of those guys because obviously we were just talking extremely highly about all of them, but I, I just think T. Higgins has such a high ceiling even in this offense with Jamar Chase. I think he could finish some years as high as wide receiver five, and, and I would not be surprised. Yeah, that's a good. That's actually, I mean, a good reason. I, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I think if, if guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle 
um, can be that high, you know, with Tua, then you can have two guys like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins be that high. So this is what I wanted to talk about. This is what I was kind of waiting on. And, you know, you have to think of this with a little bit different mindset, but I think we can all agree that Joe Burrow at the end of last year was playing out of his mind. Yeah. Way out of his mind. Yes, I I know where you're going. So when you say way out of his mind, I mean, this is what I'm kind of thinking. You know, I think you know where this is going because you know from you know if you're talking about Joe Burrow's value as a quarterback, a uh, dynasty quarterback, I definitely think that him going above somebody like Kyler Murray right now, I'm still not doing that. Yeah, like, the, there's no rushing. There's upside. no rushing upside. So, so that's a whole different discussion. But looking at you know how how do I think Joe Burrow is going to? I I he finished as as quarterback you know seven last year in both standard and PPR leagues. I'm not exactly sure that he finishes that high again. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I'm just going out on a limb saying, like, I I guess I don't see, like, with him playing as well as he did last year, obviously Joe Burrow, from an as an NFL quarterback, you're taking Joe Burrow all day to start your franchise with over guys like Kyler Murray. Any day of the week, all day of the week. I get that. But when I'm thinking about how he's going to spread, spread the targets around, spread the ball around, I mean, from a passing standpoint, he was playing – extremely extremely well next year at the end of last year and if he can replicate that next year then absolutely t higgins is this high because because if you're talking about a quarterback that's playing at that level with that those kind of weapons and yeah. can, and spread the targets around like that you're absolutely putting t higgins this high if not higher he does have that potential however i do think that there is a chance that joe burrow does not play up to that i think there's a good chance he doesn't play up to that level consistently uh is he going to be good yeah Absolutely, but but I think a lot of what we're basing T. Higgins' value on is his pretty much all of it. You know his his age, but his his production in his first year, uh, and looking at you know T. Higgins' game log, uh, he had you know some decent games at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he, but he, he had solid. some games with two or three targets. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, he he sat for a couple games. He yeah. also had a game with forty three points, a game with twenty three yeah. points. Like yeah. so, and that stretch was really around when his snap percentage started. Going up quite a bit. Well, so he started with a yep. lower one, and then it kind yeah, of yeah. He was hurt at the beginning of the year as it, as it went on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say, I, I completely I understand what you're saying, and I'm not even discrediting it. But Joe Burrow was almost in his rookie year this year. You know, he, essentially, he, he yeah. blew out his knee last year. Right. So this yeah. is he didn't even play half the season last year, right? And so he he's coming in in his rookie year and doing this. And, and I think <laughs> there are two, there are two other quarterbacks in the league that I think can um, pass the ball that much and be that good. And Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, because both of them don't really rush. They don't have rushing upside. So those are the other guys that we kind of consider Joe Burrow will be one of those, you know, elite pocket passers who just spreads the ball and doesn't really rush. And that means he's going to be getting, look at, look what Tom Brady does. He just throws and throws and throws and his receivers produce because of it. And I think T Higgins and Jamar Chase are going to benefit from that. Yeah. And not only that, that was a good point, but not only that, Joe Burrow, yes, he had essentially a rookie season last year. He also had one of the worst he had the oh, he worst had the offensive worst line, line yeah. in the NFL, and, and he was so putting up those numbers. Give him a good offensive line where he has time in the pocket, and oh my gosh. Week 16, T. Higgins had 43 points. That's essentially his ceiling. You know who had 19 points in the exact same game? Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the following week, Jamar Chase had 55 points. Do you know how many points T. Higgins had? He had almost 10 you that's that's not bad that's still really that's good still floor. pretty solid like 
when someone goes off like that on a yeah, so you're, tra- you you're talking about between like, the two of them 60 points combined yes, both weeks, both weeks yeah. that's that's insane and Joe Burrow already has a clear clear uptick in in, in quality of offensive line he's going to have so much more time he's not going to die hopefully for his sake and Cincinnati's sake like oh oh my gosh he's oh yeah i i really like seeing T. Higgins in the, in the top twelve. Um, oh, he, he, I, I do. Un, uh, yeah, not unquestionably a top yeah. twelve receiver. We all, like I said, we're split pretty much down the middle on him yeah. at, at Simon eight, Nathan ten, and I'm yeah, 12, and so, I yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not hating on either of you guys. You guys aren't hating on any of us either because once we get to the back six, anyways, it's, hard. it's pretty yeah. subjective. Yeah. After it's we get outside of tier two, which is AJ Brown. Uh, CD Lamb and Debo. A lot of this, I think it's pretty, I'm just going on a hunch on a lot of these. Yeah. I think a lot of these guys just fall in the same tier, and that's just how it is. So we're, yeah, as far yeah. as who you should be valuing more, I mean, they're very, they're yeah, fairly yeah. close. So I, I think we're kind of closing out here on our final tier, which is 11 and 12. Yeah, we are. So let's let's see what we got here. So we, uh, as far as where you ranked T Higgins, Nathan, you uh, had him at 10. But looking, if you notice anything listening to this, uh, you notice that we don't have Devonte Adams in our top 12 anymore. That's a good note, and. This is something that yeah that we should talk about right now, and I want us to reason why we have Stefan Diggs in our top twelve and not Devontae Adams because we just made the argument on age how it's not as significant this with Devontae easy, Adams. That's an easy argument. Why why do why is Devontae Adams different? Why right. is the situation different? Two words. Can anybody guess what the two words are? Is it Derek Carr or Darren Waller? Well, it was your close. It was Josh Allen. That's oh. that's those are the two words. <laughs> there you why go. why okay. is Stephon Diggs more valuable? Because because he's playing with Josh Allen. Look, you can say all you want about Derek Carr. Derek Carr, from a fantasy value standpoint, yes, he is a good value in fantasy football. Is Derek Carr an elite quarterback? No, no, he he's is a good not. quarterback. But he's a decent quarterback. Yeah, he's he's good. good. Quarterback. He's good. Yeah. He's good. But he's not. He's you know, like I said, good value, good fantasy value. Is, do I think that Devontae Adams is going to reproduce his success that he had in Green Bay? No. I can't buy it. Sorry. You're talking about, you know, not only was he playing with the best passer in the game right now and Aaron Rodgers, but they had incredible chemistry together. And I, while I think because he's playing with his college quarterback, of course they could have some chemistry together. At the same time, just right down to it, Derek Carr is not the passer that Aaron Rodgers is. You cannot argue that. And if you're telling me, like, I mean, I'm looking at the Raiders' offense and looking at how they're going to spread their targets around. He's also going to play with Darren Waller. While on the Packers last year, there wasn't a clear number two that would potentially take targets away from Devontae Adams. So not only is he going and playing with a quarterback with a lesser arm than Aaron Rodgers, but he is going to a team that already has a couple guys that are going to get targets. Hunter Renfro, although I don't love him in fantasy, he will still get some targets. Darren Waller, you know Darren Waller is going to get targets. Look at Darren Waller's, Waller's target share over the last, you know, since he's been a prominent tight end. Just, I mean, you think Derek Carr is all of a sudden going to stop passing to Darren Waller? This is why I, ha- I have Devontae Adams at 13. Simon, you also yeah, do. I do as well. And, and Nathan, I, you have, have, I have Devontae at 11. You have him at 11. And this is uh, Chris Godwin's a reason why. Because yeah, Chris and, we'll, Godwin and we'll talk about barely, Chris Godwin because he's in our top 12. Yeah. But, but, you know, so... obviously. I was composite wise, obviously he's Devonte Adams is at thirteen. But I mean, I think another reason that you know you're talking about D- Devonte Adams um, being you know just bumped outside of the top twelve is because I think Devonte Adams with Aaron Rodgers would have been two or three years away from being a sell. Uh, I think now, like after next season, like you might be looking to sell Devonte Adams now. Like I just I don't see his lifespan going as far with Derek Carr as I do with Aaron Rodgers. Simon, what do you got? 
Okay, uh, so looking at player profiler, Devontae Adams last year had a 31.6% target share. Oh my gosh. 37.4 air yard share and a 35.3 target rate, meaning on the routes that he runs, he's being targeted 35.3% of the time. That is insane. He was first, second, and ninth in those categories. So top you're 10 not, everywhere. You're not reproducing You, you ready numbers. for Darren Waller? His target share, 24.2%. Air yard share, 25.4, and target rate, 26.7. He was 7th, 3rd, and 4th in those categories. You, and when those two yeah. are on the same team, not, I, I'm sorry, as much as I was a Darren, uh, Devontae Adams Dude, buyer Devontae in the top a 10. week ago, yeah, I did too. I think yeah. he was my 7. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to get those same targets, and the quality of targets are not going to be the same either. Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr aren't even in this on the same level. No. And, and introducing Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, who are both just target hogs they really are i mean as, they, they as, were as crappy yes. as i think hunter Renfro is as a wide yes. receiver he's a target hog and, so. and and i do think Devontae adams will come in and take targets from them because he's just that good i don't see him being yeah he's a abs- wide receiver one like he was no before. and he's absolutely affecting yeah. those guys and, and even you know and we had we, we talked about the Devontae adams trade i think already but we didn't really mention josh jacobs josh jacobs was somebody oh, yeah that's interesting because josh jacobs is somebody that was a really good value and they thought we're gonna get a lot of, this is gonna take away some of his passing game targets like josh jacobs so yeah. that that does kind of hurt a little bit for Josh Jacobs owners, but at the same time, like with Devonte Adams, I think we all. I, Nathan, do you have anything else to add on this? Because I think I think we agree. You have him. You have him higher yeah. than us. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, this I'm is. I'm not all, hating you on. Yeah. Uh, hating on you for it again. Godwin is really probably the biggest point where we differ. Which we have Godwin ranked in our composite rankings as number twelve. Yeah. We'll I had there. him at thirteen. So yeah. Again, this. <laughs> if someone's just outside of the top twelve, like Devonte Adams, just at number thirteen, at 13 yeah. like. He's still incredibly valuable. And uh, again, in fantasy, we think this affects his fantasy value a little bit. If, if if I'm a Las Vegas Raiders fan, I'm ecstatic just for the team. Like, whoo, boy, this is this is awesome. It's great for their um, team. It's great for their good team. For them. Not it's not good great for their for va- fantasy. their fantasy values. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Um, so we just skipped eleven and twelve. No, we're still getting there. Okay. So yeah. so so you we know, just I, I just mention. wanted to mention. Yeah, Devante no, I, I like we it. were that never we were never going to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, moving on from T Higgins at number ten, we go to number eleven, and we have Deontay Johnson. I have been a known Deontay Johnson supporter on this show. I am glad, and I do think he's deserving of a top twelve spot. I do think he's underrated. I don't think he takes a hit. Uh, from Mitch Trubisky being the quarterback there, but I have him at number 10, so I have him one spot higher than Composite. Uh, Nathan has him at number 12, which is one spot lower, and Simon, you have him right in line with where we have our Composite rankings at number 11. So what are our thoughts in terms of, I can tell you why I have Deontay Johnson over T. Higgins, if if you'd <coughs> like. Uh, I I think, you know, I, I could tell you why I have him over Chris Godwin, but I think that's not super hot take, but I think T. Higgins could be. Uh, I'm looking at Deontay Johnson... And looking at what he did last year, first of all, nobody really counted on Deontay Johnson to come in and put up the numbers he did. No, no nobody not did. At all. Uh, looking at we and we've had this discussion already, and I understand that. But looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, like I'm just I'm looking at who what some of the other targets that they're going to have this year. Uh, I'm looking at Najee probably not going to get as many checkdowns. Uh, Juju is gone. Uh, Chase Claypool, you know, obviously that guy has that kid has a lot of potential. But at the same time, I mean, Chase Claypool could also just come out and have another mediocre year. So then if you're talking I about, count on I, that, I, I think, actually. yeah, I think I would too. So I'm looking at Deontay Johnson as the clear favorite target for Mitch Trubisky in this offense. And Mitch Trubisky as a fantasy quarterback is buns. He's bad. 
at the same time, do I is he gonna be worse than Ben Roethlisberger at getting the ball down the field? No, he's not going if to. He be. can make a second and third read. He's, he, in fact, he's an upgrade in that category for the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger not only was immobile, but his arm, I mean, just was a noodle towards the end of his career. As as they and they got by, they made the playoffs. They were the worst team ever to make the playoffs, in my opinion. But they they made the playoffs. I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky, even though you know he's not an upgrade for most people in anything. He's not. I think he's an upgrade for Deontay Johnson in terms of. I think Deontay Johnson has that down the field. Uh, potential and I think in a previous discussion we were th- like kind of debating that but I think he does um, I think he also does have you know the the shorter crossing routes that that you know Mitch Trubisky they'll try to get him the ball quick off the line uh, and then he can get some yards after catch but look just looking at that situation in Pittsburgh and looking at what he did last year very impressive on a very very subpar Steelers offense and uh, in, in a very very limited Steelers offense if they can even expand that offense a little bit more and open it up a little bit more I think he could maybe even jump this year um but you know I do think what he's done and his age is is enough for me to put him and all of us obviously in the top 12 for me just right at 10 um and you you obviously have Um, him a little bit lower than yeah Deontay um really the the sole reason and I think the reason I have him still in my top 12 right now is uh not purely because of the exit of Juju, but I think that was very, very helpful for him uh, because there's minimal competition outside of Chase Claypool. And he, uh, I'm not a huge Deontay Johnson fan. There was little I could do to convince myself to keep him out of the top 12 because he's earned it. He deserves to be in there. Um, the likes of DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, um, and Devontae Adams that we have out of our composite top 12. Other than Devontae Adams, I mean, I, uh, DJ Moore and DK Metcalf still have yet to prove that they deserve to be up there. Yeah, uh, no. So uh, Deontay... And they're not. Deontay has truly earned that position. I think more Absolutely. than anyone in... Not not more than any, more not more than anyone, but he... Uh, it's solely been his production and what he's done, which has been impressive and unexpected that he should be up there. So that's all I really have to say. I'm not a lover of Deontay Johnson, uh, but he should be in the top 12. Yeah, Simon? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about targets all this entire episode, and, and Deontay Johnson had 169 targets. and um, My goodness. 28.5% target share, 35% air yard share. So, I mean, right up there. You t- we're talking about how crazy Devontae Adams – and his numbers were, and, and Deontay's in a similar realm there. And then, and then the difference is obviously there that... Um, he had the same amount of targets as Devontae Adams, and, actually. And the, and, the, and the difference there is obviously De- Deontay is in a situation where they're actually losing some targets from last year. So the target share is going to be... For, now, you obviously could easily make the argument that you're taking Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams is a is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So you're talking about, like, who's the better receiver? You know, you're probably t- saying Devontae Adams. I think most people are saying that. Yeah, for but your NFL team. For, the, for your NFL Devontae. team. But, but at the same time, you know, you, you are considering target share. I think that's a really good point. Um, I, think, yeah. I think his situation has even evolved a little bit in the last couple of weeks with Juju leaving. I think that does, you know, even take a, even a minimal amount of targets. Like, if he if he improves on that amount of targets, like that would kind of be nuts. Yeah, so. and, and even James Washington. And, and then gone, obviously, I don't. How many touchdowns did Deontay Johnson have last year? Oh, uh, uh, I've got him pulled up here. Let me. I got you. Eight. What if that number jumps? Because that's not a ton. He had eight touchdowns. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, I that, that's that. that's that's, that's think about it. For him to be and where did he finish in PPR leagues last year? Eighth. So for him to be eighth 
in PPR leagues and only have had eight touchdowns. I mean, you're talking about that's the same that's the same amount of touchdowns that Amari Cooper had. So what if what if he what if he jumps up on on that? What if he jumps up in that area of production and he, you know, has even 12 touchdowns? You're talking about he he potentially could even could even jump. So um, I think that. I, like I said, I'm, I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy, but we had him as, at 11, and I think he's very deserving of that. Yeah, and um, number 12, who yeah. we got here? So at number 12, we are at Chris, Chris Godslaw. Godwin, which we didn't even have him in our top 12 last time. He had was just outside. Uh, but now we're looking at Chris Godwin, and why do we have Chris Godwin so high? So I will say I have him at 11. Simon, you have him at 12. Nathan, you have him at 13. So we're pretty close here. We're switching mostly on one spot or two spots each on these. So, Simon, what, what are your thoughts on Chris Godwin? Um, he's just, he's a beast. He gets, I mean, again, I'm going to bring up targets, but did he play 14 games last year? Really 13. Cause he got hurt midway through that 14th and, and through those games, he had 128 targets and he's on a team with Tom Brady who can spread the ball so well. And, and we've seen in the last two years, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans and Gronk can all produce in the offense. Even Antonio Brown, when they were all there, they were all putting up those numbers and Godwin, because of his his targets, his floor is so high. I mean, he's he's not. I think he had three games last year under ten points, only three, and and they were right on the cusp with eight, eight or nine. And then his ceiling just is. He, he got fifteen, sixteen, seventeen targets in t- some games, and I'm just. He's so dependable, and he's only twenty six years old. He's been in the league for what five years now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe five, four. Five years. You're right. Five. Yeah. yeah. He's so good, and he still has Tom Brady with him for another year. And I think you were the one who mentioned this earlier, Avery. Once Tom Brady leaves, the Bucks aren't. You don't think the Bucks are just going to fold? Yeah, and I'll and I'll and I'll expand Reload. on that a little bit. I think I think the Bucks are built. You know, they're obviously built to contend for Super Bowls right now. Uh, so you know, even if Tom Brady, Tom Brady actually said, and I don't buy this, but I you never know with that guy because he's just an idiot. Um, I I think that he could come back and play two or three more years. If Chris Godwin is with Tom Brady and on that Buccaneers team for two or three more years, I think this absolutely helps his value. But you know, even if Tom Brady retires, I'm not I'm not seeing the Bucks as a team to you know just completely rebuild and run with Kyle Trask. Like I think, you know, as much as quarterbacks are moving around right now in the NFL and as much as they have preferences on which teams they want to go to, once that quarterback spot for that team opens up, there's going to be a free agent quarterback who's sick of their situation that wants to go down to Tampa Bay and try to do what Tom Brady did, which is win a championship with that team. And when that happens, that retains Chris Godwin's value as a top 12 fantasy receiver. So not only, you know, is he, you know, one of the better, I think he is one of the more talented wide receivers in the NFL. I think a lot of what has impacted his production is, is the target. So, you know, playing with even Antonio Brown at times last year, but then more, more importantly, Mike Evans, that's going to bring your numbers down a little bit. He's still putting up solid numbers. He is only 26 years old. People tend to think he's older, but when you watch him play, like, he just destroys the eye test. He, he on the field, is, is very, very fun to watch. He looks the part talent-wise. I mean, what happens if like, I, we talked about this earlier? What if Mike Evans leaves? Like, or what, what if Mike Evans left today? Where would Chris Godwin be in your rankings? I mean, I could easily put He'd him... Easily be top 12. I, well, he's or top he 12 is. now. Well, yeah, he's not for me. He's 13. Oh, he's easily top 10. I, I think he's, he's like I think top he's top 8. I think he's top 8. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, so I, Mike Evans is what's... I mean, if and even... If, so what if Mike Evans takes a step back in production this year and Tom Brady favors Chris Godwin more? Like... Or for example, what if God? What if Gronk doesn't end up coming back? Like Gronk's not committed to coming back to the Buccaneers yeah. yet. So even Gronk not coming back could make a could make an impact on Chris Godwin's value. But you know, it, 
Mike Evans is older, so it is possible that Mike eventually Mike Evans will take steps back, and I do think it will be Chris Godwin that steps up because he's got yeah seven more years of of good like dynasty production left, yeah. and it's just his situation has been a little bit you know kind of uncertain. But at the same time, he did just sign a contract with the Buccaneers, and I do think that helps his value a little bit. So, um, you know, looking at our top 12, I think we were all fairly close on this. I think the only guy, like I said, that we disagreed on in putting uh, in the top 12 was you had Devontae Adams Devontae in the top Adams 12. Devontae Adams at 11. Yeah. And we didn't. And yeah. then that was it. And then that Godwin. Was, and you yeah. had, well, we that's, really that's who, you, that's who you, yeah. you swapped Godwin and Devontae Adams, and that was it. Yeah. So we pretty much agreed on all this. Uh, so... Again, one more time, I'll read, I'll read our composite rankings for you. Our official Dynasty domain uh, top 12 for the wide receiver position as of the end of March 2022. Uh, number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Jamar Chase. Number three, A.J. Brown. Four, Debo Samuel. Uh, number five, C.D. Lamb. Number six, Cooper Cup. Number seven, Tyreek Hill. Number eight, Jalen Waddle. Number nine, Stephon Diggs. Number 10, T. Higgins. Number 11, Deontay Johnson. And number 12, Chris Godwin. As always... If you disagree with us on any of this or you think we're stupid, which we are, we're not going to argue with that, but if you think our rankings are stupid, uh, get on Twitter and, Twitter and trash us um, and follow us or tweet us your trades or whatever the frick. We don't care. Um, and then also, if you like the episode, you know, give us a rating. And next week, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about our another position group uh, for the rankings. We're going to talk about tight ends next week. We're going to rank our top 12 dynasty tight ends and this episode could actually get a little bit interesting because uh you know with tight there's been a lot of tight end movement yeah. uh, in this offseason so it'll be fun to talk about uh and then we'll obviously finish up with running backs and and quarterbacks eventually we might sneak a rookie episode in there somewhere because we are getting close to the draft um but we are going to rank all of our top players so be sure to come back and tune in for that and you'll get a little bit more context on maybe you know with the quarterbacks some of these receiver rankings and and things like that but like i said as always if you like it if you like the episode Drop a like. If you don't, we're not going to beg you, so don't. Uh, let's keep sending us your trades. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Dynasty Domain. Dynasty Domain.